Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Crystal Core Radio podcast brought to you by work to game Today, we've got a nice little round table. Chris is off skiing somewhere where there is snow. And today we've got Kirk, aka Kirk the Gamer, my co-host of Epic Loot Radio. How's it going, Bilbo? <laughs> it's the week of Bilbo Baggins well, it's for It's going him. good. It's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful weekend coming up here in the Shire, so I'm excited. Excellent. And uh, coming back on the show again, we got Chili. How are you doing today, sir? I, I will pass on, on, on the skiing. I, I did my own skiing last year. No no more. <laughs> no more. He's 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 checked the box. He feels successful and then he is rocking and rolling. So today's podcast, we're gonna focus in on a couple of different topics. We're gonna start with what we're playing, anything that's been going on this week that stands out as we kind of round out the week in and of itself here kicking off February, I think in style. We got so many games on the horizon. And I know Kirk and I just did our Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League review. Uh, you guys can check out that in the latest Epic Blue Radio podcast. But today I want to focus also on some of the games that we're currently playing. One of those is Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. Uh, Kirk and I are going to be doing a review of that coming on Monday with a focus also on Persona 3. But Chili, you have been a real big advocate for this game. And so I'm really excited to discuss the pros and the cons, what you really like about it, how it stands out. Why sh should people either should wait or buy or, or skip it entirely? That's going to be a big part of the today's uh, podcast. And then also, I want to talk to you guys about news as it relates to Final Fantasy VI, where the director came out and said that it would take 20 years to remake Final Fantasy VI as we're seeing Final Fantasy VII Rebirth getting ready to, to roll out here in February as well. So that is the outline basically for the show. It's a conversational podcast. We're just going to dive into it. These fellas links are all in the description as well. So if you guys are listening to the audio or if you're watching this as a VOD later on, just be sure if give them a follow, go check out their content. And yeah, and yeah, that's the best way to, to spread the love around. Let's start with Chili. What are you playing? Is there anything that stood out to you this week? I mean, I've been playing a lot of Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. In fact, I just finished the story last Ooh. night. How, how long so, did it take you to finish the story? Well, should we say I finished the first story, it seems. Okay. It seems there's more afterwards, but it took me about 11 hours, give or take, to beat. Awesome. And I actually did some side quests during that, so I'd say probably about nine to ten hours would be about the average to beat the main story. A little shorter than the 20 hours that they said. Well, but do you think, are they counting the extra story that happens after that? No, they, they told me that that extra story is is extra above that. Okay. They told me that the extra story is another 20-ish hours after the 20 hours of the main story. Right. So we could assume that so, 20 hours, you know, is total. And they were saying it like yeah. twice. They're like, yeah, yeah, we got two, we got yeah. two stories. Yeah. Maybe a total of 20 hours, et cetera. Kirk, what are you playing, yeah. man? You know exactly what I'm playing. It's It's been Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice you League. Still, and, like, and even after but... our review, you you can't set it down. Well, well, yeah. I mean, so Persona 3 is out today. Mm -hmm. So I figured I would, you know, get, give Suicide Squad its due. And I played, like, probably six hours after we finished our podcast review yesterday. And I do want to say... It, I, it's I'm leaning more and more towards this being, like, my... Excluding Borderlands 3, because I don't think this game touches Borderlands 3. I think Borderlands 3, maybe because of the fact that it's not online, it provides like a very good looter shooter experience. Mm. Some might argue that like Borderlands pioneered that genre, or at least at the very least evolved and innovated upon it, and they do it better than anybody else. I certainly am in that camp to think that Borderlands is the best looter shooter franchise you can possibly play. But if you are just looking at these like online destiny anthem division like type of games i'm really starting to lean more and more towards kind of like you said six and seven ain't that bad for these you know so yeah, like that if this, that's that's the cap on games of yeah. service it's like i have so this one yeah. might be my favorite one i don't know and like not by a lot but like so the more the further away i get from the story the more i enjoy it like the more that i'm just doing missions for like toy man mm -hmm. and you know like grinding to get like currency and materials to like craft or purchase like better gun like there's a lot of like little cool stuff like w once the game gives me agency and it's not like oh yeah you gotta go kill the justice league and see stupid cutscenes where the villains are being stupid villains and they're not very likable once it's like oh I get to captain my own ship. I have agency. I can go do like I did. A, I spent a bunch of time just doing Riddler 
like missions like okay. Riddler. They have like time trials like for traversal to like get across the city. And then they have like hidden trophies that you're trying to find like in the Arkham games. And like I unlocked a ton of outfits doing that. And I spent like an hour doing that. And I was like, ah, oh, and I just had fun over the last hour. So like the further away I get from that like 10 hour story that's like and now we gotta go here and do the thing and now we gotta protect the tank again Mm -hmm. and like what now that I get to pick like oh you know what I'm bored of this I'm gonna go do that or I'm gonna check this thing out I haven't done that yet the game is a lot more fun for me at that point Mm -hmm. it's just like it's still a 6 or a 7 because it's very hard to recommend a game like it and and if you don't like like these kind of games there it's it's really hard to like to, to well, convince anybody, you know, in even that if regards. you do, it's. I just feel like it's. I I feel uncomfortable recommending a game route to be like, yeah. Once you devote twelve hours to the unfun campaign, it's actually pretty good. And like, I know that's kind of like what you have to do for like all of these, but like for a wider audience, maybe yeah, tell him about weird. MMOs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, well, the MMOs. I classify MMOs separate from games as a service. They do yeah. share some realities you know some business practices for sure but the mmo i think uh, like that's where it's like i feel games as a service you know what used to be called or probably somewhat still is is called mmo light and so it's like there's some of those elements and generally people who don't like mmos like end up getting sucked into this via marketing and then usually that's the kind of the initial reaction so once the initial shock to the system reaction happens and you know, people step in and, and play. It's always interesting to see where kind of a community, if a community settles uh, in in one place. But I'm, that's exciting to hear. I know we we plan on revisiting it with the Joker DLC and and more yeah, in we March. Might, we might cover that on a on a Epic Loot Radio in March, maybe like you and I diving back in for that, checking out the battle pass and stuff. No, <laughs> I, I had an idea when you were doing the live stream yesterday because yeah. I didn't really look into it too much. Do you think the battle pass will be Joker based? Because in fact, like a both theme? Joker and the Battle Pass both I would love Joker, that. Uh, drop in much. I think that I makes sense. That. I think that makes yeah. sense, right? Now, I don't know. I would be bummed if it was like you have to play Joker to progress the Battle Pass. But if it was Joker themed, I think that that makes a lot what of sense. What if they make it so you have to do some of the Battle Pass to unlock the Joker? Oh, see, I'd be fine with that. What do you think, Kirk? I No, that they are that they will not do that or they have lied. Like they they're saying all the characters and all the content are free. The only thing that's going to be locked well, the, behind a paywall is the battle pass and the cosmetic stuff. Oh, the, the battle, battle pass. pass. Is the battle the, pass. So they're not doing the Overwatch thing. Is of like gonna, you have to buy the no, battle pass to get the character. I think there would be, but what if it about what if he's free on the battle? What if there's a free battle pass here? Oh, okay, I suppose. so that would work. I hope they I, don't I do like that. grinding. I I, I don't like do like, that. No, that this game is already like mid enough as it is, and like a lot of people are like put off by it. Let people start the game up and switch to Joker immediately. Like that's what they need to do to get people back in. If you say people have to grind like two to five hours to play as Joker, oh my god! I'm not saying that long. I'm not saying it should be the fight, but what if it's part of like the rewards to make people incentivized to start doing the battle pass? Because if you just get the Joker, then you might not be incentivized to play for the battle pass because I, that's what you came here for. You just got him. I'll, what if it's like I'll 10 I'll sum it up by what, saying I hope they levels. don't do that. I really hope they don't do that. I think that that would be bad. By the way, I'm just, this is all guesswork. Please, please don't all attack speculation. Right. All speculation. By, by the way, before before we move on, Brian, to to uh, Rocksteady's credit, if you go in your inbox in the the Hall of Justice, like they, like it has like a little mailbox or like whatever, mm-hmm. you've got twenty dollars worth of currency for us having the digital deluxe, but like the game not being live for like twenty four hours longer than it was supposed to. Like mm-hmm. we were supposed to get it on the no, that was or whatever. No, that wasn't because of a 24-hour delay. That was because of the Australian bug, if I'm rightly, because the right. game went up early. I'll take free currency. In Australia. Went up well, yeah, but they then... had to pull it down because it was auto-completing yeah. the story, which I really wish they'd yeah. kept that bug. <laughs> I wouldn't lie. <laughs> anyway, I don't mind. That, that, uh, yeah. That's enough to put a lid on, on the Suicide Squad discussion, I, I guess. But yeah, you've got you've got twenty twenty dollars worth of, of currency in your in your inbox. I didn't even know that. So that when that's I saw it, I was Thank like, you. Oh, that's a nice little surprise. Sick. If I, I if now I, I step can get back Joker in skins. if I step back in anytime this weekend, which I don't think I will, you know, I'll make sure I pick that yeah, up. But if nothing March. else, we sitting down there, you know, ready to rock and roll for March. For me, I got I can't get enough Power World guys. Obviously, me and the kids just absolutely mainlining that game. The news this week on it literally is that it's over nineteen 
19 million players, 7 million on Xbox. Absolutely a smash hit. Uh, it's so funny that, you know, I still see some discussion of legal and I see lots. Of, my favorite meme is that it's the it's the President Bush meme where it, they're saying Power World just sold another like 5 million, you know, copies. And it's like he's got Nintendo plastered on his face. And I was like, that is so perfect. But Power World's been in development. There's been trailers like there's there's just I don't know. I, I think I think it's interesting to see how this game is received has been something both entertaining, but that's, but that's Twitter for you, right? Like that's uh, generally the knee jer- jerk reactions and, and, and bad takes, you know, get spewed out on that platform all the time, namely by me, but it is still what it is. So I'm, I, I'm highly recommending Power World. If you guys have not had a chance to play that game, be sure to do so. It, there's just something about it. I think that it really, scratches it really checks a lot of boxes for me so i'm really excited about that you guys total player count at this point i've heard some crazy stuff like like 17 million or something like that oh my god 19 million that was and that was a cut that it could be at the time that you're somebody's listening to this 20 or 25 million i this game is is going to continue to write my kids can't get enough of it they're like they're like hey dad can we play some more power world i'm like yeah like (laughs) Is it possible that this, I mean, everybody's been writing this off as that it's going to be the flavor of the month, but, but is it possible that this is going to be like the next Fortnite? Like, is that a a possibility for this? I thought that that's, I I released a state of the game power world as a historical marker. Mm -hmm. Cause I was like, where does this fall? Is this just the big flavor of the month? And it really, that's going to depend on the content. I think financially they've got the bandwidth now to to really kind of like lean in but the game Pokemon star citizen <laughs> well i and it doesn't necessarily need to be that mmo but like they're teaming up with yeah. xbox now they've gotten a lot of attention and it doesn't mean that it's going to have to maintain like an like a, a crazy high level player base concurrent but i do think that we could see like because imagine you bring in new pals, you bring in new areas. All of that stuff is going to be kind of something that really yeah, drives people back to the game. As Master Agent said, I don't think they've actually got paid yet because if I'm rightly, Steam actually only pays you once a month. Okay. Well, I mean, they're, um, they're not going to go bankrupt. So, like they've, got, they've, got yeah. bank, they've got bank on the way. They got bank, a big payday on the way. I yeah. even having it on Game Pass and playing it on Xbox, I also went ahead and purchased it because I was like, this game has earned my money and I'm really happy to be a supporter of it. I can't wait to see how it in a weird way. I don't have another word evolves, you know, it's like, how does this game, you know, grow and continue from here. And so, yeah, I do start to think that Kirk, I do start to think that while I don't know if it will hit, you know, you know, Fortnite, you know, errors, like there's not gonna. I don't know if there's going to be a ninja of, pal world you know kind of content creator out there but there doesn't need to be i mean you've got like moist critical on it you've got Mm -hmm. so many popular streamers on it right now i don't think you'll hit fortnite levels just because the fortnite game has the benefit of being free to play free to play will always uh, if it Mm. does well will always do a little bit better than pay buy to play yeah because you know anyone can jump in for no cost and yeah i know it's on game pass but that's still a subscription cost that you have to pay beforehand So, okay, but Fair and point. also, I think Fortnite just hit a specific a specific time when there wasn't really that many you know, games as a service titles, and they took years to like become what it is. And like, it, it also it, it also kind of hit success. it also hit at a really good time in terms of the YouTube algorithm because you had like Logan Paul going out doing crazy stuff out there in the world, and that made YouTube make a shift. And so, like, even Fortnite also was then algorithmically incentivized because people were really excited about PUBG, but because of its more realistic visual nature, the YouTube algorithm started favoring Fortnite because of that, you know, because of other actors on the platform and some attention that they were getting. It's absolutely insane how, how that kind of just popped off and continued to pop off. It's so rare that a game does that though. And it's interesting because we judge all games based off of that fact. We always say like, game's dead it's been a month you know it's like most games they pop in they say hello we all say hey thanks for we played you and then we said bye 
it's a rare exception that a game month over month continues to have that that zeitgeist within the gaming community. Right, but it's the problem is that that's an expectation of the suits that are that are you know yeah true. coordinating these games to be made, orchestrating right. these games to be made. So you have something like an like a multiverses or a rumbleverse that or knockout city that shuts down because it's like oh you didn't you didn't become the next apex. Yeah, no duh. Yeah. You know, like being I will a say, did you hear about guys the... is an is an achievement, you know, in and of itself to 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 blow up the way that Fall Guys did for just a month or or among us. Yeah. You know, like these games don't have to stick around forever to be successful. Like if we I should sell a million copies the of the game I'm making, like that would be mind freaking blowing. Like I'm like, yeah, if I could sell ten thousand copies of this game, this is what I want. This is what I'm what I'm shooting for. But man, to say like this level and and you're exactly right, like it's interesting because it's really successes. Like, what are they, what are the, what did you define it as? And so I think they probably had low, I don't know what their expectations were, but clearly they knocked it out of the park. And I, I think it's something that people should be paying attention to. So, well, I'm going to keep talking about it as long as I keep playing it. You know, I think that's going to be my, uh, my logic there. Go ahead. I think it was Rumbleverse. I'm going to have to look into it more, but. But you know they t- turned the servers down recently. I think it was the I think it was the yeah. then that did they did the servers. But oh yeah, know, they actually made it so that people can do private servers. They actually sent out the they gave out the you know so people can make their own servers. That's for nice. The game. That's nice. I think it was Rumbleverse, but I just remember that one of the games of the service games mm-hmm. that ended recently did something like that, which I thought was pretty cool. Avengers as well, although I think that that game is still up server side but like they made they basically cut out any all of the like always online functionality and made it to where people can just play it like on their own with their group of avengers so yeah hopefully we see more games doing stuff like that knockout city i think it was i think knockout city also is ending and then promising that's pc because i never got to play that game and yeah so i i I would like to video game preservation especially with these kind of online games so hard and i and when they do when a company does something like that i actually that that, i get it you you know people enough people aren't playing it servers cost money like we don't have endless amounts of that like okay but to say hey guess what we're not going on here's the here's the source code so people can go and you know hosted themselves for the for the community that wants wants to be able to play it like i i we see this happen a lot with mmos like wildstar is you know fan developed and and things going on over there so it's like i'm very curious to see how that project ends up ending up now any other thoughts on on kind of what's been going on currently this week before we jump into our grand blue discussion um Yes. Uh, Master Agent Miyazaki brought up the fact the uh, Yakuza uh, drama that happened recently. You know, Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth came out recently, came out a couple of days ago, I think, in early access. Mm -hmm. And if you, unless you pay extra, you won't have access to New Game Plus because it's actually DLC. Thoughts on that? Paid DLC for New Game Plus. I... Man, I would prefer like just one price, right? Like I think ultimately that's one of the frustrations with microtransactions, but paid DLC. So it's like, here's our game. You can play it. You can enjoy it. We're going to add some DLC that adds new game. Plus, I really hope that doesn't become a thing. I will add add, is is available in the deluxe and ultimate editions for free. Well, so, that, that it you would buy include, those, yeah. then you have yeah, to pay for it. Yeah. That means the to me yeah. that just says that the price of video games isn't seventy dollars. It's whatever yeah. the you know what gets you all the content. That's the price of the game, and the starter edition is you know is a certain price. So I don't know. And, I hope that I, doesn't become a thing. I like New Game Plus, and I think that adds a lot to replay without the need for DLC. But what do you guys think? I, I seen an article, Brian, about about that game selling better than than any of the other Yakuza games. So you might want to read over that, and we can cover that too as part of the gaming news. But as far as the new game plus thing, I don't know. I'm gonna have to dive into this game and play it, which you you know, Brian, that I definitely intend on doing with with this franchise. Yeah. With as much as I liked the the prequel to this game, what I know is that. I and I, I haven't played New Game Plus in Like a Dragon, the first one. But what I know is that there's something after you finish the campaign called Premium Adventure. And Premium Adventure is just like continuing your journey after you beat the game. So Premium Adventure in this game is not locked in any way. So like after you finish the campaign, you'll be able to keep building your Animal Crossing Island and keep 
you know, doing all the side quests that you want to do, keep leveling up your character, keep leveling up your jobs and your abilities and things like that with the like save file that you have. The only thing that they're locking behind this extra cost is just replaying the story again with the character that you already have, mm-hmm. which I'm like, like, I don't love that. I guess I'm, I'm like giving them a pass because I think that their games are so freaking good, but it's, I guess it's like, if it was both, like if the game just ended and then you could, because that's usually what like New Game Plus I feel like is for is like when you beat a game and then that's the end of the game and then you like want to keep playing. So this is like not an instance of that. Like there's, there's still the end game. Like the whole end game is available for without any type of paywall. Right. And like in the last game, like there's literally a like tower that you go up that has like, you know, 10 levels or whatever. And then like a final, final boss. And like every enemy in that tower is like level 99. So like you have to like grind and grind and grind and grind to be able to beat that tower. And that's like the ultimate, ultimate in game thing. That's like the, the trophy that everybody, you know, struggles with to get the platinum trophy. Mm-hmm. And that is all available, like without any type of new game. Plus like that's all in your one save file for your, you know, your playthrough, you can 100% the game. The new game plus would be after that, do you want to go back through with your high-level character and, like, I guess have enemies be scaled to that or, like, whatever, and play through the whole story campaign again. So, like, that to me does feel, like, a little bit additive. Like, I agree. I think it would be better if every game had new game plus. I'm not in favor of locking that behind a paywall. I wish that they hadn't done that, but... I am I'm just a little less incensed by it by the fact that like this game is going to have like a hundred to a hundred and twenty hours of gameplay when you don't need to spend that money to have that much gameplay. So it's like I can kind of understand them being like, here's mm-hmm. a little bit extra to your game if you want it. But like, is it bait for them to make an extra fifteen dollars a pop? Yes. Do I support that? No. Do I support them because their games are awesome and they put a ton of time, attention to detail and effort into those games and that's why it's finally getting recognition as like a 9 out of 10 across the board like from all the reviews. Yeah, I do support all that. So it's like it's like it's like a little bit of bittersweet in the, you know, in the delectable meal. There's like something's funky about it, but I, I guess I'm willing to forgive them. It's I just don't I would be more concerned about a, a broader trend of paywalling in-game content at large that would be not good so hopefully we don't start going in that direction and hopefully people do speak out against it in the same way that they did about like loot boxes in like monoliths shadow of mordor games and then they were like okay sorry we won't do that anymore you know like sometimes we do need to push back and and i'd be in faith people who feel strongly about it should do that. that 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 that's fine yeah i definitely speak up raise your voice jill do you have thoughts on this one I just find it funny that the free version is called the premium adventure that's included. Not, you know, I, I just find that a bit of a weird twist that, you oh, know, this is Japanese for you. But no, yeah, no, I, I, I don't know how I feel about it, to be honest. I, I understand that there is post game content, as I like to call it, like that you can keep playing the game. But the fact that you have to pay extra to do the stuff you want to do again, like with the characters you've already have, it feels a bit, a bit scummy to me. Yeah, but that's just me. All right. All right. Well, guys, that's that's a nice little impromptu. Thank you, Master, for bringing that topic to us, because it's still Yakuza. Like IGN announced you sent me the article over a million copies. That's really, really impressive. Yeah, and yet again, like people being angry about something amounts to absolutely nothing if the game is good. So if the game is good, that is to be right. That continues to be the rule. Continues to be right. Like, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. All right. So now let's transition into our discussion about Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. This is a game that just came out on PS5 and on Steam. It is not available on Xbox. And I've been playing it on the it PS5. It is on PS4 as well. It is on PS4. A... Good okay, point. So it, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. It's PS4 and PS5. And it is PS4, PS5 crossplay. Cross play cross play with no quotes. no but it is no, not cross play with pc cross-play. i agree they, i agree they can't say that that's they did though crap. they did no they that's no you can't be saying that your game is cross play and then people buy it and they're like oh like you and i could not play together because you know i right. just don't it's play the- games on computer like that's crazy for them to say well i, I picked it up on ps5 yeah. I picked, oh, okay. yeah i picked this up on yeah, ps5 because I, yeah go go chili and i also picked up on ps5 so one day we will join up, probably, maybe. Yeah, Brian, I you believe feeling so. okay? Like, what's going on? 
<laughs> so I picked it up on PS5 because it gave me early access. So I was able to jump in and, and play before the official release. Uh, I do. So what's the deal with that? Yeah. Can you can you explain that? Because I, I did not understand the the early access with this game. It was similar to what we saw with the Suicide Squad where it's like you, yeah. you pay, but if you pre-order and pay on the PlayStation, you got it on the 28th, aka Sunday, as opposed to waiting until it came out officially last, worldwide. Last Sunday. Last Sunday. So I've had access to it for the last oh, four wow. days. And I, so I ended up going PS5 personally because so many people within like our work-to-game community were saying, hey, I'm going to play this game and I'm going to get it on PS5. Mm. And I was like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to be the guys like, well, we can't play together. So the majority of people said they were going PS5. Chili said he was going PS5. I was like, no, I'd love to sit down and do, you know, a collab stream uh, with you and play the game as I continue to work my way through the story. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about it. I think the game is at a loss for not having cross play with PC because I don't see Grand Blue Fantasy as like, it, while it's a, it's a known IP among like fans, like, how do you reach that wider audience? And one of the ways I think well, to alienate that wider audience is to sit here and say, you need to coordinate your platform before you decide whether you want to buy this game or not. It adds in an, mm -hmm. an extra level of complexity that doesn't exist with the majority of other games. And as more and more games become cross-play with each other, I think that's going to be something that people are going to are, are, are going to look at it and say, why not? Well, go ahead, Chili. I can tell you I've experienced that flaw myself. If anyone watches, I streamed my entire playthrough um, on Twitch. And a couple of times I decided, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll take a little bit of a break from the story. It's, it's been a good story, but maybe I just want a little bit of an emotional break. I'll go play some side content online. Mm -hmm. Okay. I've got these like nine missions I've got unlocked. Let's go online. Okay. This one looks fun. It gives me a character card, which allows me to unlock more characters. I'll Ooh. do this mission. Click. Do, do, do. Failed. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, maybe, maybe I'll change the criteria. Failed. Maybe I'll change a different quest. Oh, no, failed. Uh, I, I have not been able to play a single mission online because I've not been able to find a single person. So you're and saying I've also it's been... broken before the official launch? No. I don't, know if it's, I don't know if it's either broken or there's just not enough players like yeah, doing those specific missions. Like I, I can't, I think there's a quick yeah. mission option, but I cannot find it anywhere. Like, if I pick a specific mission I want, and by the way, you can change your region as well, so make sure you change your region and your settings, because normally it's default to private, so make sure you set it to anywhere and so mm -hmm. forth. Like, I've set it to any region, which gives me a warning, by the way. Gives you a warning if you set it to any region in case of lag. And I've set it to any, like, and I still cannot find this. I've not been able to find a single person when I play. So, yeah. Well, I'll let you sucks. know how my experience goes. I... Am somewhat tempted to also maybe pick this up on Steam. It really just depends on what you know, like how this year kind of shakes up. Like right, like I said in the start of the show, like Pal World is by far like the thing that I, 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 it's on my mind more than any other game is right now, and I'm really excited about that. But the the only neg that was the only negative actually I have on this game is the fact that this you know would benefit so I think so greatly from crossplay. And so I have nothing else negative to, to add because I think visually this game is breathtaking. It really feels beautiful, especially on the PS5. And honestly, yeah. there's parts of it, like obviously it's quintessential JRPG, various different tropes with the various characters, but it is just an absolute like picturesque Art, like it feels like there a painting. So many... You're watching a painting come alive. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, there are so many stunning moments in this game that just took my breath away. Like the boss fights. I'm not going to mention any of the boss fights, what they are, but the boss fights are a visual spectacle that feel unique with each one, mm -hmm. um, except for a certain one. I'm not going to uh, spoil that, but they all feel very unique and visually just amazing, and you feel. You feel a sense of grandeur with every fight when sense it comes to the boss fights. <laughs> <laughs> you feel a sense of grand so, blue yeah. instead of grandeur. Like we just we just train we yeah, just trade yeah. any any word that has grand in it. We add yeah. blue to it. <laughs> it's all a part of it. I, I don't know, because blue normally means sad, and after being in this game, I didn't feel sad at all. Like I want to keep playing. So and it Put gives it you that box. option. It does not make me feel sad. There it is. The official work to game <laughs> box. You know, can't say that about Suicide Squad. <laughs> no, that makes that makes me feel sad. The no, so you're absolutely right. There's like a level of, like I like 
how the characters feel like so well voice acted. I like how the characters look so well animated. And obviously I'm a big fan of this art style, but that outside of visuals, like, again, like I said, this is a picture, a picturesque breathtaking experience shifting into the gameplay itself. What did you think about the combat chili? Like, and I'm just curious because what would we, how do we sell this to Kirk? He's going to be playing persona okay. three. How do we sell grand blue to Kirk? Go ahead. Kirk, have you ever played Monster Hunter? Yeah, you'll ask me. Like, have you ever played a Monster Hunter, but you've wished it had a good combat system instead of how it's incredibly slow and clunky? Okay, you got me again. Yep. That's what this feels like. This feels like a lot like if Monster Hunter had a very fast, accurate combat system that's not as slow and, and clunky as the... Mon- yeah. A, an RPG system yeah. that you get yeah. experience yeah, and level up. Health, you see that health bar? Just like... Oh, man, it's just like yeah, but he, if you look at the like level, it's spongy, like giant monster bosses. I don't know if it's my thing, dude. And maybe that means I'm not gonna like Final Fantasy 16, Brian. But uh, I think the story is gonna keep me engaged on that front at but least. If you if you're watching this video on YouTube, which by the way, if you listen to the audio version, they're currently finding the Quaker Dial in this video. Uh, if you notice, the team are level two, and this boss is level five. Mm-hmm. So that is why it's so so that's so, why it's so spongy. Once you start catching up to the level of bosses, they become a little less spongy. Like there is a level gap right there, and that's what's causing this to be. And this is also the tutorial boss. So, you know, yeah, give, as it is. But yeah, if you don't yeah, like see, big boss yeah, fights I, like this, then yeah, no. see, like Brian, I'm thinking like this one's for you, and like Vision of Mana is for me. Dude, well, like Vision of Mana is, little... is... I'm excited about Vision of Mana. Okay. I'm not... But, like, I'm way more it. excited about Vision of Mana than this game. But this game has multiplayer, and I don't believe Vision okay. of Mana is going to have multiplayer. And that's... See, I love games not having multiplayer, but that's not that's not how you make content. Well, I mean, that's not how I make content. I My my gaming experience is... I don't, I don't go out to bars. I don't, I'm not, like, a night owl. <laughs> Video games are my like. Let's hang out with my with my friends. Yeah. Social time, and you can yeah, do that Brian, occasionally. I have with a Suicide player. Squad for that. That's that's all on you, dude. Like that's what I was saying. Like <laughs> the the hardest review I've ever put out was for the Suicide Squad in our podcast because I was like, oh, I want to be, I want to be in Grand Blue, and it's like, okay, I gotta, I gotta do the work. I gotta put in the hours. I committed to this. And and so I'm sitting down and just absolutely no, I, excited I, I'm about like the old the, like the old man on his porch like yelling at kids on his lawn like I I just I like my Tales of Arise Scarlet Nexus e, the Ease franchise like eight nine and ten like I like my bespoke single player JRPGs like in the anime style that that's I think like all those games even like Atelier Riza. Mm-hmm. I, See, I like those, those games too. Like I, a little bit higher than this one. Like I, I would play this after I played all those, but there's no way I'm ever gonna have time to play all those and and get to this. Right. So it's like just in terms of the systems and the type of game this is, being a Monster Hunter like, I, I would say aesthetically and gameplay wise, this to me, I think I finally because I like on your stream I was comparing it to Monster Hunter Stories Two. Mm-hmm. I apologize for that. That game looks terrible compared to this game. This game is gorgeous, so that was a disservice to this game. I would say aesthetically and gameplay-wise, this game feels like Monster Hunter World had a baby with Genshin impact, or like one of the Hoyoverse games, because those Hoyoverse makes beautiful artistically aesthetic games like that people just want to create art of and mm-hmm. cosplay and like whatever and this sort of has that sort of f- fidelity and polish in terms of like you know like like you, you guys said like almost looking like a painting yeah. and then gameplay wise too like it's taking like that character system i love the fact i do this is the biggest thing for me brian that i really like about this game is it's taking like the gotcha-esque character system of like grinding to try to get more characters and putting that like that people like got really like pulled into with Genshin Impact, mm-hmm. putting that in a game where you can't pay for it. Like you can't pay yeah. to roll the characters. It's all based on grinding and gameplay if you want to unlock those characters. That's really cool to me. So like I would definitely and you get one 100%. really early for free. So like really early in the story, you get one card for free basically and then you gotta keep grinding for the rest but one yeah, but you pretty much you can pick you one for free though like you can't even yeah. pay for them i don't think like there no. are no microtransactions no. right which is it, awesome the only the only microtransactions for this game are uh, there's a bundle with a weapon and some skill points 
which was included in the deluxe edition. And there's also some color packs. <laughs> no, no, I don't think they would. Don't think they would. But no, there's also some color packs. Yeah, there is. I don't, I don't know if, if there is a new game plus in this. But once you be in the game, you can actually go back to any chapter you want and then select them. And also, you can see what items you've missed in that level. Like you can see any treasure chest or anything oh, like nice. that secrets that you missed in that level. So you can see which levels you can go. You want to go back to to complete again for loot and stuff for rewards. That's exciting. But no, That's yeah, really there good. are some. There's some color packs, which I don't know the price in America because, you know, UK. But in the price in the UK, the color packs are £7 each. And then you get a, cu- a couple of different colors for every character that you have in the game. So, But yeah, prop- props to them for basically making a Genshin-like and taking the like money-sucking gotcha mechanics. The soul-sucking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I would play this 100% before I played any Hoyoverse game. And that's not a knock at Hoyoverse. Like, Hoyoverse makes amazing worlds and amazing games. I'm just not touching them because I don't want to get baited into spending any money. And this game gives you the security of knowing that like it, you're like your dollar you can't even invest money into it like it's just about gameplay it's just about that experience so props to them for that i hope that it, it draws a lot of attention and and it already has i tweeted out and tagged you in it brian it, it's setting records for like what that studio has done at the very least and i forget what the number was but it was pretty good on steam like it's selling quite well I think they're they're probably going over what their ballpark was. So I hope so. I really I really want them. this game to be a success. I want people to be able to check it out and play it. And that's where, like, for me, one of the things I keep coming back to as I've been playing through this game, this reminds me so much of maybe my PS1, PS2 era childhood growing up. But it's evolved to a point where it's just like absolutely breathtaking and stunning. And so what do you guys think about what do we think about something? <laughs> Take it over I next time when I when, when you hear just... when you hear a kid just walking and like like all right, buddy, yeah, I'll come play Pal World with you as soon as I'm off work today. The yeah, so <laughs> what do you guys think about the just the, the like who is this game for? You know, like Kirk is not on the fins; he's not on board for a seventy dollar or actually it's it's sixty dollars, which is like yeah. it's impressive that they're not coming in at the seventy dollar new model price point. Can but, I can I can I uh can I play the demo and and call off with you? <laughs> oh, that'd be so cool. I wish that was the case because that would be you should play the demo. I think cool. the fact that there is yeah, a demo and, downloaded, yeah. And if anybody was like, I'm on the fence, I really not sure that this game's gonna be for me, play the demo. And if you don't like it, then then you know. And so you have I was no gonna skin try in the game. to play the demo for our podcast on Monday just to try to be a little bit more familiar and informed with it and like maybe be able to add some points of like, oh yeah, I mm-hmm. like this. What's that like in the full game? Uh, just depends because I think Persona 3 is like a long game and I don't yeah. know that I'm going to get anywhere close to finishing yeah. it. So that's probably going to take up my whole weekend. I hope this takes up a lot of your weekend, though, because I want to hear like your extensive thoughts on it for sure. Like, yeah. I, 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 I really am excited to pick your brain on Monday. But yeah, I mean, do we want to wrap up initial impressions and leave the well, rest for the, I, the full I want, review? I want to bring Chili back in to talk about the length of the game. We covered it a little bit in the opening yeah. of today's podcast, but as a part of this segment, you alluded to finishing the main story, you know, and, and what I would say is in a very attainable parent amount of time, like, you know, nine to 10 hours to finish the MSQ. How, how do you feel about that? Having spent the game, spent the money on the game and, you know, being all in do you feel like you're getting enough value out of the the price of this game as someone who enjoys grinding i'm okay with a nine to ten hour story because now i've got access to all the different features that happen afterwards such as i've got the ability to up grind and uh, get stuff to a sigil new sigils to upgrade my characters like my character is 100 percent. i actually still have to do hard mode to actually finish the skill tree because the skill tree is actually locked to hard mode you can only go 50 percent down the skill tree until then there's also supposedly an overmastery skill tree after that. There's also like you can get you can craft and upgrade and imbue your weapons to add even more stats to the weapons. So not only can you max out the weapons, you can then max you can go even further beyond maxing the weapons to make them even stronger. And then there's builds that you have to do, like let's just say you like you, your weapon has really high damage, so you've thrown on a lot of attack. If you throw on too much attack, you'll hit a damage cap. But then you can actually get a sigil to add to your weapons that then increases the da- damage cap. 
So you can go even higher than the damage cap by going to the new damage cap. Like I love it. It's there's so much to do after the main story. And again, I haven't touched the second main story yet because I finished it last night and I'm like, I've done that. I, I just want to do some side what, stuff. What, is that, what does that um, mean? You said that twice now. What do you mean the second main story? I don't want to say too much because of spoiler <laughs> oh, territory. The oh game God. literally only... No, no, let's not spoil you, it. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't yeah. want a spoiler. I just want you to describe it for me in a non-spoilerly spoilery what if, way. What like if we... It, we high-level mechanic. Imagine it, as a, imagine it just as an epilogue. Like... You had the cutscenes, and then once you like, like Yakuza, you had your cutscene, you finished the game, and then the game is like, oh, but there's still these story threads that exist. Is it is my, it kind of like my, near maybe like with the different endings? I, no, I don't think so. I think it's more like more like as you said, Yakuza, a secondary journey, if you will. Yeah, okay. yeah, a secondary journey once you finished your first journey. That's not a spoiler because they promoted that as part of the. The, the, yeah, the, the, the okay. kind of the package deal sounds like the base story. Let's just call it ten hours. Then opens up the game, like in terms of like the online multiplayer, the quests, and and the farming and the grinding. Like more campaign. It's not necessarily just like in game with yeah. in game mission. It's like there's actually yeah. more. Story there's more campaign there. afterwards. Okay, but I cannot That's tell cool. you what the campaign's like because yeah. I haven't touched it yet. Yeah, so. yeah. So hopefully the like I'll be able to go through the main campaign and maybe even touch on the second campaign. We can Brian, talk I about. That. Play 40 hours this yeah. game this week man i have had too much sex in my life and have too many ch- children <laughs> to be able to put 40 hours into any video game within a two-day span of time like those days are hey, gone bro this, this weekend by the way <laughs> uh, and then the honey-do list oh my gosh like there's so many things because like I, I was sick for two weeks and then going in like so i've been behind the eight ball so i've been trying to get caught up and so kirk and i we've done a couple of different podcasts this week alone and yeah, and it's just been absolutely like so slammed and so busy. And so I've got a lot of honeydew list items to knock out as well. But I will actually get some good game t- gameplay time in with it uh, this week. Now, Terabyte in chat says, has Worked Game spoke about the Mario RPG yet? Big fan. I'm a huge big fan of uh, the Mario RPG. I have not played the new one yet. I'm I'm waiting because like when it comes down to it, there's it's not going to go anywhere. It's made. So I think I might be picking that up later this year but yeah we haven't spoken about it in terms of a review have you guys played the mario rpg at all no i have done nostalgia when it comes to mario rpg i know a lot of people like it because of like the old snes game but as that never released in europe i have no nostalgia for the title so is it not um, is it not a nintendo 64 game it wasn't it was a super nes game Wow. Yeah, it, it was, was actually done by Square originally. Enix. Yeah, it was done by Square yeah. Enix. Then they, had a, good then they had a fallout. Super Nintendo. Because I've seen the original. Oh, the original looked great. Good for and Super it looks Nintendo. even better now. Yeah. But I it's like it was like a tactics game on, on N64. This was the breaking point. Like Mario RPG also historically was a breaking point for Square Enix and Nintendo. Because after that, they completely severed ties for a long time. And they wouldn't do business with each other at all because that's when final fantasy 7 went to uh you know went over to uh playstation and it's just it's so wild to think about that history and here we are years later and finally you know this game got to get remade the other game i'd like to see brought back is breath of fire one there's some weird licensing hoops and issues with who owns what for that game and so that's why you never see breath of breath of fire one remade but i'd love to see that one make a return as well do you guys have any final thoughts on the grand blue stuff because I, I think we can we can easily transition into our next subject well i was I'm just, just, I was just gonna add, it. i was just gonna add that <laughs> like you know mario rpg is just one of these games that nintendo's putting out like we're getting paper mario thousand year door this year mm-hmm. we're getting mario versus donkey kong like next month i think like i feel like i feel like we're about to have like a banger nintendo year and like it for some reason brian i don't know why but it's like very quiet like it's very like like yeah. mild buzz well we like, had I mean, the, the xbox showcase time the playstation we haven't had a nintendo coming. one yet yeah but we know these games are coming and they're yeah. like all coming in the first half of the year like there's a there's a there's first party Princess what could be Peach, coming in Donkey the second Kong. half of this year what could it be anybody have a guess i have one two ideas you got two ideas i have a super <laughs> idea okay i'm, ho- I'm rooting uh, for super you, uh, this do, you have, do you have an lcd idea it's probably going to be LCD because they're going to they're going to wait and release an OLED, well, yeah. you know, because well, yeah, it's how Nintendo. it's going to go is it's going to be LCD this year. 
OLD next year, Mini the year after, Mini OLD the year after that. The fact <laughs> you think an OLED tiner, is coming tiner. one year after launch is very generous to Nintendo. That's generous to Nintendo. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I would think four to five years for that OLED. No, because they want to have... No, because it's not going to be four to five years because there's going to be like four to five different versions with the OLED, the LSD, LCD. And then the color versions and yeah, the like the... Yeah. I, I hope yeah, they yeah. do come out with a light version because that's something that I think yeah. is really... Like, I like how that works with the Switch, especially with the kids because... It's it's so much more I like durable. It, I, I like it, but I also find it strange. Like it, I find the idea like okay, not the light idea itself. The idea it's smaller. It's just the fact that it's called the switch, but the the switch light doesn't actually switch because it doesn't have TV out. It's the switch is still a handheld, and one version of it supports TV out, and that's like it is a but, handheld system, and I think that's where Nintendo is really playing to their strengths. But that's the whole name of the system, Switch. Yeah. Switch between handheld to... Well, the Switch was console. a smaller sleight of hand to think you bought a console. But then you removed that feature with the light version. Yeah. I, so, well, Nintendo. No, I, you know? That's why I don't... It's like... I, I like the idea of the light. Don't get me wrong. I think a cheaper version that allows people to play without having... And it's, a, and it's smaller, so people with small hands like me will probably find it easier as well. But... It, it's, it just confuses me calling it the Switch Lite, but then have no Switch features that it had. It, it, ah, that's all I'm going to say. All right. So let's transition over into our next discussion topic. Final Fantasy VI. And the reason I want to bring this up, because on the internet this last week, there was a lot of discussion about the the game's director came out and said that, like, if we were going to remake Final Fantasy VI, it would take... 20 years to develop this game. And this is in the same kind of like what we're seeing with Final Fantasy 7. It was it took them a long time from announcement to get remake finally to come out. Here we are 2 years after the release of Remake and Rebirth is getting ready to step into, you know, into play and so they're basically chaptering the the remakes off into like how they had them with discs. And so I would expect I would suspect that there'll be another Final Fantasy VII R game at some point here, two years from now, thus completing the trilogy. And that assumes that they don't want to do any of the additional content that they want. But twenty years for Final Fantasy VI, I think, is just an interesting kind of point of discussion. I'd love to get y'all's feedback because for me, I continue to say Final Fantasy VI was the I, I think one of the best Final Fantasies of that of its time. A lot of people think it is the best, yeah. And when it when it's all said and done, like I know there's a lot of love and nostalgia for Final Fantasy VII, and not that Final Fantasy VII didn't deserve to be remade. I think that was the smart choice, but Final Fantasy VI would be, I think, a massive contender. But they have a huge cast of characters. They're telling an, an insane story. Like this is one of the games that really defined my childhood. Do you think they should remake Final Fantasy VI or just leave it into like a 2D HD? Because I think that was where the divide started popping off online. Like, don't do it as Final Fantasy VII style. Do it as 2D HD. And then people would say, no, I don't want it as a 2D HD. I want it in the Final Fantasy VII style. We're, we're, let's go with Chili first. Like, what are your thoughts? Well, Final Fantasy VI. My issue with the Final Fantasy VI being remade like Seven is the fact that it won't have the nostalgia outside of North America and Japan that Final Fantasy VII does, because Final Fantasy VII was our Final Fantasy game. That was the first ever release here. Nothing before Seven, apart from Mystic Quest, technically. But even that was it. That dropped the Final Fantasy title here. It was just called Mystic Quest here. There was no Final Fantasy in the name, so. If you count that, Fantasy Seven was our first experience of Square Enix, which was very confusing for kid me because I'm right. like, "Where's the other games? Wh wh why is it Seven? Where's the other games?" Yeah, yeah. And then I thought, "Oh, maybe it's just Japanese, and maybe they just called it Seven because there's a reason for story." And then Eight came out, and I got confused again. So, but and you're talking about HD two D. I know a lot of people don't like the HD two D because of the the the, the inconsistent graphics because mm -hmm. sometimes there's like really good like specific parts of the graphics and then the rest doesn't really go the same. And yeah, as you, as you said, I, I, I can see where they're coming from when 20 years for Fantasy six, I don't think it would take that really? long, but I think it would really be close to it. Well, when you think about how many playable characters, 
you think about how many playable characters are in the game, you think about how many cities are in the game, you think about the fact that there's two full world maps. Not one, two full world maps. I And all those have to be rendered in current detail. Like if you're doing a full remake like 7, where it's, it's open world, full 3D graphics, and remember the graphics will have to improve over 7 because it's out after 7, so they're going to have to put even more time and investment into the graphics because... They did shift you're looking 7 at, into Unreal Engine, which like I think that was a yeah. really interesting choice because it didn't start in Unreal and now it yeah. is. And maybe yeah. that would, you know, so, figure it out to where they can start to streamline, you know, the the game. But go ahead, Chili. You still have, what, 19 characters to balance? And then you have stuff like blue, the Blue Mage spells, which every character, you know, you've got the Picto Monster, which you can do copy every monster. You've got a Blue Mage, which can pretty much copy every monster, right? Like, yeah. I don't have much experience in six. Yeah. So, like, with all that, and the imagine just the AI involved in the Blue Mage stuff. That's gonna it's it's crazy. Like and I feel like if Final Fantasy Seven is three discs, I feel like this would probably be closer to five. My is my guess. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna do everything in the it's a huge game. Like what this is like, just, not discounting how big seven is. What if they just so, sorry, did like uh, a a Final Fantasy Seven style, like like the remake style? like Final Fantasy VI experience that's like 40, 50 hours and it's either a reimagining spinoff or a particular chunk of Final Fantasy VI and they just say, this is a one-off, we're not doing the Final Fantasy VII remake thing, we're not making three different games to to complete the entirety of the, the original game. It's just, this is the Final Fantasy VI that we're going to do on next-gen consoles, and we understand that that's not like the full game because of the fact that it would take us 20 years to do the full game. Is that something that they could consider doing? Would you really want part of the game being made? Yeah, it's really old. It would like Remaking it, going with the Final Fantasy VII direction, would open up a new audience that has already been you know predisposed to be like this isn't my kind of game we see this a lot with turn-based i saw a lot of people upset Baldur's gate 3 was turn-based and like i i like that i was like so stupid right but there's people like i want an action this is like here's the things that i I want want to be a different game than what the game is Yeah, yeah we've heard a lot of that this week always so I think that if they did a remake of of six, it would open up the game to people who like, especially maybe that they they never played six. They played seven and then they're like, that was my first game. And they, you know, like, I don't want to go back to the the Super Nintendo. I'm on PlayStation now. But now mm-hmm. here we are with Final Fantasy Seven. And I think one of I at a minimum, if they made this as a 2D HD game. I think that would be a real big win for a lot of people because visually that is just something I think so, so well done. And then they could bring in some voice acting. Like it doesn't have to be a 20 year project, but I think that they need to make a decision as a company, whether they want to go in one of those directions. I don't think the right choice is to not touch the game. I don't think the right, like, I'm glad they did the pixel remasters, but either say, you know what? We're not going to do a Final Fantasy VII R style approach to our, you know, Final Fantasy VI and earlier games. But what we are going to do is we're going to 2D HD all of those so that they're all, you know, kind of modern. We got another pass at it. And that is just now a part of our our library. What do you guys think? Well, the Pixel Remaster was like a year ago. So it doesn't make any sense yeah. for them to do a 2D HD. Like if they were going to do 2D HD, they wouldn't have done the P- Pixel Remaster. So I think the Pixel Remaster was their plan for all of these. I don't know. We're we're, we're looking at this it right is- now, right? It doesn't look that good. And so people are like, you don't oh, think this looks good? Look I, good. I'm very nostalgic for this this uh, style. I love it. I mean, Live Alive exists. Like these HD yeah. 2Ds exist. So that they put this to shame in terms of the remastering work that's happening there and so like that's why people are i mean that i mean it speaks for itself is what i'm saying why would if this was good enough why would people be asking for hd 2d because it because they want hd 2d not this and i think the fact of the matter is is that this was the plan for them to bring the library forward they did it people find it kind of underwhelming and then they get asked well are you going to remake it entirely and they're like probably not so like i think we have all the information they brought it forward and they're not planning on doing a, a full remake 
I don't think they're doing anything with six. Like, I think we already have the answer. Well, I, I don't know yeah, if they're not. Like they get stuff at, I don't think they are. I think we're more likely going to see something for nine coming up soon mm, and 10 cool. than we are six. Especially with nine. I don't know if it's still happening, but I know that nine has an anime on the way still at some point. Like, they've been working on that for a while. So, it, like, it's just, like everyone's angry at Sony for these remasters. But a lot of the times, the remasters are tying in with, like, different forms of media. So they're also they know buying you're them. Gonna be... People are buying yeah. them. And that's like, yeah. if you guys don't yeah. like remasters, there's a, you know, like, but, but as a society, we yeah. clearly like remasters. If they yeah. do do but like, Final Fantasy huh. VI, they need to do it like Second Story R. Uh, an HD 2D yeah. after the pixel remaster isn't going to be good enough. They need to do something like Second Story You say R. that, but... <laughs> Ahead, they announced Fantasy Seven, like the, the, they announced Fantasy Seven remaster on the way, and then they showed off the like the upgraded pixel kind of remaster of it, not pixel, but you know the PS One upgraded version. Mm-hmm. And then they and everyone got really annoyed, and then they laughed showing off the uh, actual remake afterwards. So they re, re, they re released the remaster, and then they did the remake. It was that yeah, I remember that outrage. It was hilarious. As a final thought, Who knows? maybe they, they did this with this. Yeah. As a final thought, Cole in chat says Final Fantasy VI is the sixth best selling Final Fantasy game and the best selling Final Fantasy game that was made before Final Fantasy became mainstream with Final Fantasy VII and the PlayStation. So, like, for its time, like, it is an absolute masterpiece. And that's why I fall on, they have, like, I would, yeah, Alive Alive, the, or the 2D HD, the second story R, like, that in and of itself, mm. I would be so excited for. But I get the the argument. And then when he talked about 20 years, I just, my heart immediately starts to go, like, what's going on at Square Enix? Like, why is their development project timelines the way they are? Do you are? remember how long 15 took? <laughs> yes, they've well, been- look at seven. Seven has taken eight years. Yeah. Eight to ten years. Eight to ten years. That, 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 well, that's not included in multiple the, um, games, though. Not really. Like, it's saying, still there. They have like the yeah. full seven. You know, we've only got yeah. one part of it. Yeah, but they're expanding yeah, this it would, to where like the first part was like what a sixty-hour game or whatever. I mean, that's yeah. true. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah they are adding this, to it. If this got released, this would. If this got released, it would also be multiple games. They wouldn't yeah. just release one game. Of course, they want they, they want people coming back every couple much. years. Yeah, well, it costs too much, I, but then you can. I hope that. Sell it to it, that basically the price of the game would be $150, $200, right? Like, that's yeah. we talked earlier about like price of games. Like, the fact that Final Fantasy VII remakes series as to, to remake the full game, yeah, it's 150 bucks minimum, you know, maybe 200, like if you $70 for each, like oh, 210. If I could do math, there we go. It's just absolutely wild. Any any other uh, uh, final thoughts regarding a Final Fantasy VI? Because I wanna I wanna jump into twenty questions with you guys as a as a fun little live, test. Live alive, cool. uh, the fa- uh, sorry, like, like that style, that style, live alive, and like Octopath, like that would be cool. If they did that. I I don't see them doing that this soon after the the Pixel remaster. But yeah, I mean, if they do that, I, I'll probably buy it on Nintendo Switch. I'm I'm dumb enough to do that. So, Jelly. It's square. I could see it. I could, I could still see it, even if they really like if they announced it now. Remember, we're still waiting for Dragon Quest. So even yeah. if they announced it now, there's a huge chance we're not going to get it until like 2026, 2027 anyway. So yeah. like I'll they wait. could announce it tomorrow, and it, it'll be three years until we actually get the HD two remaster. Yeah, that's what I'm. Like, that's what I'm looking forward to is that Dragon Quest three remake because that's done in that way, style. It's quick aside. Have y'all seen that? That it's not Dragon Quest three, but have y'all seen that new Dragon Quest game that's coming out? It looks rough. I forget what it's called, but it's like the next one. I think it's like a monsters based one, like like the po- like the mechanic that Pokemon stole. Oh, the Dragon Quest like, Monster that came out in I think December or, or November. Dragon Quest Monsters. Maybe yeah. maybe it came out early on PC. Yeah. You PC guys, with no, I think it's Switch. Out. It was Switch, I believe. And yeah, if we're talking about the same game, try it. Let me. Let me I'm, gonna, I'm gonna check real quick. All right, let's you Am check. I just totally wrong. All right, I want to. I want while uh, Kirk looks that up. I have a game in my mind. That, that I want you to try and guess. You got 20 questions, and we'll see if you guys can get it. You win? Nothing. But if we ever, uh, if we want to keep doing this as a fun segment in the show, then we could bring it back. So, Chili, you, uh, first question to you, and you, you and Kirk can bounce back and forth, and and we'll see if we can you can guys can figure out the answer. Is it multiplayer? No. Chili, I think. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Is it turn-based? Yes. Mm. 
Is it a Final Fantasy title? Yes. I don't think we're going to need 20. We'll see. We'll level them up. Well, this is a good test test run. Turn-based Final Fantasy. So, not multiplayer. It has to be before Um, 11. Well, no, but yeah. Does it? Unless you want to... 12 and 13 are not turn-based. Yeah, but technically 7 has a turn-based option. Well, yeah, but 7 in general was turn-based. Yeah, but I'm talking about remake. Seven remake no, technically seven has eight already turn base. It already falls under turn base. Anyway, True. it's your turn to True. ask a question. <laughs> Is it out on modern consoles? Yes. Okay. Uh, right. Four questions. Yeah. Did it? Hold on. It's gonna be hard to. Did it come out before 1995? Let me confirm. You probably don't know the that. date date Nin- before 1995? No, it did not. It did not come out before 1995. Okay. I've got yeah, to, we, I've we can't got, Google. I, don't, I feel like that's... Yeah, don't Google. <laughs> yeah. I, we're, we're, we're having a level of trust here, guys. Googling should be illegal. Yeah, I'm not Googling. I, I have all the streams open instead. Nice. So... You got plenty of, of mean, runway. Right? You, yeah, it's you. So you can ask any, like, you guys have plenty of room. You only have five questions. You got 15 left. Is it fantasy based? Is it fantasy like, based? Like, I know it's Final Fantasy, but like, yes. Is, is, is it more of a fantasy theme? I would say yes if I'm interpreting your question correctly. Okay. Yeah. Because you know, seven is so more steampunk, for, eight is techno, techno. For that numerical entry, are there multiple games set in that universe? No. Okay, is it so Final Fantasy not... IX? It is Final Fantasy IX. Nice. Done in under 10 questions. Good Very job, nice. team. Good job, Chili. Guys, let us know if you like that. I, I've always won that. I, I, we play 20 questions with the kids all the time. And I was like, you know what? That might be a fun little thing to do on the podcast with you guys. And what we can do is if you guys have video games that you would like to be a part of 20 questions, send them in, leave them in the comments, etc. And then we can see if we can uh, keep following up this in future podcasts as well. Uh, terabyte says that was kind of fun thanks dad lol you're welcome guys that's that's what you get here you get a little bit of ginger dad uh from time Yay. to time and chris will should be back it, next it, week he will uh he's on uh, his little uh, annual skiing trip and if you guys have been following the crystal radio podcast you know to schedule we're trying to get a podcast out to you every friday both live stream and then it will get uploaded saturday or sunday uh to the audio version of it so you guys can just listen to that if you want and we appreciate if you do watch or listen in any of these degrees but Outside of that, guys, if there's any, if you have any final thoughts, go for it. But otherwise, plug your stuff and let's start with Chili. I'm just going to add that Fantasy Nine is the best Final Fantasy game, so oh, I'm just going to okay. add that to the whole topic. Okay, I, I have a Zidane glamour for my ninja, and I have Vivi glamour for my white mage. Greatest, greatest, greatest Final Fantasy game ever made, in my opinion. If but no, you can find it, me on Twitch. Sorry yeah. to interject. If they remake it, should the character models be like childlike still? I don't they think they were really that childlike, to be honest. I don't think they were childlike. Were, I think it was just like the art style. No. no, they weren't. It was just yeah. done. It was done up in a like more of that chibi style, yeah. just to have that aspect. But I think they. So, could, do you think it should be like that, or should it be like not like that if they remake it? I would. I would, I would actually it. like it, it chibi-ish mm-hmm. okay. style. Yeah, but I, I don't. I don't. I don't see them as childlike, in my opinion. I just felt like it was an art style due to technical limits of the PS One. Yeah. Like you had to do it because, like, even the, even on the PS One, the game ran at twenty two frames per second. Yeah, during but battle. I still think without the technical uh, limits, be be faithful to the source yeah. material. Yeah, be faithful to it. Like, okay, I I would prefer that. But like, it's not like Seven where they had really chunky arms and chunky legs, and it would look a bit weird yeah. in full HD. Yeah, like I feel like they could be a little bit more re- relevant to the source with uh, Nine. Yeah. Update, of course. I'm not saying that. Anyway, you can find me over on Twitch.tv. It's Moogle Garden Radio. We're, not, I think, eight followers away now from 1,100. I've finished my gameplay of uh, Grand Blue Fantasy. We'll be jumping back into Fantasy 14 next week for a little bit because of the new Tome event. Also, my gameplay, because Brian keeps always telling me to do this, has been cut up and will be going onto YouTube over on our YouTube channel. So I have got, we've got Grand Blue Fantasy content all the way until April. 
because I've cut it up into weekly hour-long episodes. So again, I know Brian tells me off for not doing that, but I have done that with the entire gameplay. It is going up. So, but yeah, you can find me on Twitch or TV and Google Gun Radio. And thank you, everyone. And thank you for having me on. Thank you for joining. Kirk, where can people find you, man? What's got, uh, what you got going you know, on? It's, you know, it's what's new video games for all the reviews of the new video games. We got a Tekken 8 review over there, along with Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League. Please go watch that review. It needs some love. Oh, man. It's YouTube has not under... been kind for yeah, that game because, like, it's, a it's, flagged it's, word. Yeah, there's so much so much coming out of the drama and and uh, toxicity mill, I think, for that one. So everybody's yapping about it. So, yeah, nobody's seen my review, unfortunately. But, yeah, what's new video games for the reviews? We'll be having a review coming out within within the next two weeks for Redacted, a game from Focus Home Interactive. And it's, a, it's an RPG, and it's a good one. So I'm excited to do that review, which I got a code for earlier this week. And yeah, my Twitter at is on the screen and my Twitch is twitch.tv slash Kirk the Gamer. Love doing all the work the game content. And yeah, we're really trying to ramp up like what we're giving everybody, Brian. And I hope, hope, hope you guys like it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on, Kirk, filling in for uh, the panel. Thank you, Chili. And we'll be back again next week to talk about MMOs and so much more. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Hopefully you guys all have a wonderful week and hopefully we'll see you next time. But until then, take care.